we are entering the third and final message now in our series on overcoming sin and temptation. And uh, I hope you've been finding this series helpful, and I trust that you'll find today's message especially helpful in finding victory over sin. Let's just review for a moment. Uh, in week number one, we talked about taking care of the basics, right? Uh, get saved, get the Spirit, get strong. Taking care of the basics. Last week, we looked at preparing for battle. And we looked at the importance of praise and worship and the importance of preventative prayer. And then uh, finally, that, that, that very important piece of putting on the armor of God every day. All of that is part of preparing for battle. So now today we come to what we're calling the moment of conflict. In other words, it's crunch time, right? All the preparation work has been done. And now you walk out into your day and you are faced with the temptation to sin. What do you do to overcome sin and temptation right then and there, right in the moment of conflict? And so that's what we're going to look at today as we uh, complete our series together. Let's ask the Lord's blessing upon this message together. Well, dear Lord, we know that we all face temptation every day. And our Lord, we are sorry to say that we do not always uh, stand up to temptation. But Lord, we want to learn. We want to grow. And, and Lord, that's what this whole series has been about. And so, Lord, now as we look at this final piece of the puzzle, uh, standing up in the moment of conflict, I pray, Lord, that you would indeed help us to take all of this teaching, all of these principles we've learned, and to put them into practice in our lives. This is your word, God. You've given it to us for our benefit. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Start with a couple images for you today. The Olympic runner at the starting blocks. The musician at Carnegie Hall. The speaker approaching the podium. What do they all have in common? They have each put in an extraordinary amount of daily work in preparation for the few moments that will follow. And it is the exact same way with overcoming sin and temptation. It is a lifetime of daily work in preparation for those moments of conflict that will surely come your way. But even with all of that preparation under your belt, okay, there are still several things you need to do when you come to that moment of conflict. Things you need to do in order to win the victory over sin and temptation. So we're going to look at three of them today. There's an outline in your worship guide if you'd like to take that out to follow along and to look at the various areas and maybe take down some notes. Three of them. Number one, you need to be alert. Number two, you need to pray for God's help. And then number three, one we sometimes overlook, but a real important one, you got to say no. You need to say no. And these three are all so important. If you're not alert then the enemy's going to catch you unawares. 
If you don't ask for God's help, then you will surely fail trying to fight temptation uh, in your own strength. And if you don't say a firm no to sin, you will end up saying either yes, maybe, or later. You don't want any of those, right? So today's message, this is what everything has been building towards in this whole series. What do you do in the moment of conflict when temptation comes your way? So first of all, number one, you'll see it in your outline, you need to be alert. You need to be alert. You know the enemy's going to attack, right? Jesus has told you that. And so it's important that you are alert throughout the day. And there are two things especially to do here. First of all, you need to watch out for the enemy's attacks. Watch out. You know, last week we looked at the armor of God from uh, Ephesians chapter 6. In the New Testament, it spoke about preparing for the battle. That was last week, preparing for the battle. But you know, after going through each of those pieces of armor, Paul closes that whole section by saying this in verse 18. With this in mind, okay, you've put on the whole armor of God. You're ready. You're going out into your day. With this in mind, what does he say? Be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. Once again, as we said last week, there's no sense in going into battle without your armor, right? That doesn't make any sense. But there's no sense in putting your armor on if you're not going to be watching out for the enemy's attacks. Why did you even put it on then? 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 says, Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Now I'm guessing if you read in the news this morning that there was a lion loose in your neighborhood. I'm just guessing here, okay? Walking on thin ice. But I'm guessing you would probably pay attention to your surroundings that day, right? You would remain on high alert Throughout the whole day, you wouldn't go anywhere without looking over your shoulder, looking around constantly, looking for that lion as you went about your business, watching out for an attack. Just guess it. Well, that's how you need to approach your day when it comes to spiritual warfare. You do have an enemy. He does prowl around like a roaring lion. He is looking for someone to devour. And so you need to watch out for his attacks. That's the first thing under be alert. And then secondly, you also need to be aware of the enemy's schemes. Aware of the enemy's schemes. In battle, boy, it's so much easier if you know what the other side's going to do, right? <laughs> you know, if you get a hold of the enemy's playbook, if you intercept the messages, if you decode the codes. Well, God's already done that for us, right? You know, Paul wrote certain instructions to the Corinthians telling them that we do all of these things. Why? 
in order that Satan might not outwit us, for we are not unaware of his schemes. And the Bible says this is one of the reasons why we're supposed to put on the armor of God, Ephesians 6, 11. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. And God's already given us the enemy's playbook. It was right there last week in, in the armor of God, right? We, we learned about the enemy's schemes as we looked at each piece of the spiritual armor. Quick review, we saw that the belt of truth protects against the enemy's lies. That's one of the enemy's biggest schemes. He lies to you. And the belt of truth protects against that. Uh, we saw that the breastplate of righteousness protects against the enemy's accusations. Oh, Satan loves to accuse you. How he loves to accuse you to try to bring you down. We saw that readiness to share the gospel, those gospel shoes that we put on, right, protects against the enemy's distractions. You've been given a commission to share the gospel. When your focus is on Christ and the gospel, you won't get distracted. When you forget to put on those gospel shoes, oh, the enemy can distract you in so many ways. The shield of faith, we said, protects against the enemy's spiritual attacks. He's throwing those fiery darts at you all day long. Lift up the shield of faith. My faith is in Christ. My faith is in Christ. We're going to see how to do that in a moment uh, as we look at the moment of conflict. The helmet of salvation protects against the enemy's physical attacks. Sometimes the enemy attacks you physically through others or through persecution or through suffering. When you've got the helmet of salvation on, you know I am safe and secure in Christ. The enemy cannot do a kill shot because even if I die, I go to be with Jesus, which is better by far. You're protected. You're not going to give in to those attacks. Those are the various schemes the enemy uses to try and tempt you to sin. All five of them. Be aware of those schemes. How do you prepare for the moment of conflict? The first thing you need to do is be alert. Watch out for the enemy's attacks. Be aware of the enemy's schemes. There's a lion out there. Be watching. Okay? And then secondly... You need to pray for God's help in the moment. Now, last week, we talked about a different kind of prayer, preventative prayer. We talked about a number of things you can pray each morning to prepare for the battle. But now, you also need to pray again in the moment of conflict. Don't rest on your morning's prayer when the moment of conflict arrives immediately. Immediately, as soon as you recognize that you are being tempted, go to God in prayer. And first, simply just draw near to God in prayer. Just draw near to Him. Just open your heart to Him. Psalm 25, 15 says, My eyes are ever on the Lord, for only He will release my feet from the snare. James 4, 8 says, Draw near to God, and He will draw near to you. So as soon as you're aware of the temptation, you draw near to God in prayer. Just begin praising Him. Just begin praising Him. Sing a praise song to Him. Sing Him a hymn. Begin thanking Him for His love and for His forgiveness. Thank Him for sending His Son Jesus to save you from sin. Draw near to God. He will draw near to you. Keep your eyes on the Lord, for only He will release your feet from the snare of temptation. And then as you draw near to God in prayer, then pray for God's power 
over the enemy. Ephesians 6.10 says, Finally be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. You see, you do not have the power to overcome this temptation on your own. But God does. And so you ask Him for His power to overcome. You might ask, well, what about Satan? You know, Satan is a powerful, crafty being. I can never stand up against him. The temptation to sin is just too strong. And it's true. You are no match for the enemy. I'm no match for the enemy. But the enemy is no match for God, right? That's why we have this wonderful verse, 1 John chapter 4, verse 4 says, Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. And so, yes, the enemy is strong, but if you are a Christian, God is with you. More than that, God is in you through the Holy Spirit, and greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Pray for God's power over the enemy. And then thirdly, we often miss this one, but a very important prayer here. Ask God to show you his way out of this. Ask God to show you his way out. We read this in 1 Corinthians 10, 13. No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. What a wonderful, encouraging verse. The temptations you experience. Sometimes we think, I'm the only one. I'm the only one who faces these things. No, they are not unique to you. Everyone. Every Christian, every believer, every non-believer, everyone faces temptation to sin. But God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. And along with every temptation, he also provides a way out. Now notice what you don't have to pray here. Okay? You don't have to pray and say, God, will you please provide a way out for me? You never have to pray that. Dear God, please provide a way out from this temptation. You know why you never have to pray that? Because he already has. He's already done that. You see, God does not allow the temptation without simultaneously providing the way of escape. And so you don't need to pray asking God for a way out. Simply ask God to show you his way out. He's already provided the escape route for you. You just need to find it, see it, and take it. Now, sometimes the way out is simply to leave the situation. Just leave the situation. We see that in 2 Timothy 2.22, which says, Flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Sometimes the way out is simply to get out, right? Get out of town. Get out of Dodge. Walk away. Put some distance between yourself and whatever is tempting you. 
But you know, even when you cannot remove yourself from the situation, because many times you can't, doesn't change the truth of God's word here. There is always a way of escape. Ask God to show you his way out. It may be different from your way out. Ask God to show you his way out. So when the moment of conflict arrives, what do you do? You go right to prayer. Right to prayer. Draw near to God. Pray for God's power over the enemy. Ask God to show you his way out. And then finally, number three, you need to say no. Say no to sin. You've been alert throughout the day. You've been watching for the enemy's attacks. As soon as you recognize the temptation, you immediately began to pray. And now finally, you need to say no. No. You might wonder, well, how do I do that? How do I say no to sin? Three things here. First of all, simply take your stand. Okay? Take your stand against the enemy. If you can't flee the situation, then you've got to take your stand, right? I mean, that fight or flight, right? You can't do flight, so you're going to fight. Take your stand. Three times in Ephesians 6, that, that passage on the spiritual armor, three times God tells you to take your stand. Verse 11, he says, take your stand against the devil's schemes. Verse 13 says, stand your ground. Verse 14 says, stand firm. And if you've been following this series, and if you've been putting weeks one and two into practice, then you have spent too much time preparing for this moment just to give in to temptation as soon as it comes along. You need to take a determined attitude, and you say, okay, I'm putting my feet down, I'm taking my stand against the enemy. The first thing you do. Secondly, resist the devil, and he will flee. James 4, 7 says, submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. In other words, if you can't flee, at least make sure that the devil does, right? If you can't get out of there, make sure he gets out of there. Take your stand, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. You might say, well, how do I resist the devil? Remember that sword last week? Sword of the Spirit, the Word of God. That's what we learned last week. You use God's Word against Satan just like Jesus did when he was tempted in the wilderness. So you start quoting scripture. If you can't think of a scripture that applies to the temptation you're going through, just quote any scripture. Uh, You can always quote the scripture, praise God, that's in there somewhere, right? (laughs) Just, Just quote scripture, use the word of God. Because when you resist the devil using God's word, the devil has no choice in the matter. He has got to go. Resist the devil, God says, and he will flee from you. Now, notice what James said to do before you resist. He says, submit yourself to God, then resist. In other words, don't do this in your own strength. That's never going to work because the enemy is stronger than you. That's why we did the prayer first, right? You ask for God's help first. You submit yourself to God in prayer. Then now you take your stand against the enemy. You resist the devil. He will flee from you. Every single time, he has no choice. Okay, now, okay, you got the devil out of the way, right? He's gone. 
You've only got one thing left to deal with. And that's the biggest problem in the room, isn't it? You've got to deal with yourself. You've got it whittled down now. It's just you, God, and the temptation. So you make the decision and you say no to sin. We read from Titus chapter 2 earlier. Let me read those verses again, 11 and 12. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. It teaches us to say no. It's right there, folks, right in Scripture. Say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright and godly lives in this present age. God's grace, the grace he's given us in Jesus. Jesus died on the cross for your sins. God's grace teaches us to say no to sin. Say it out loud if you must. Say it in Jesus' name. But speak your decision and say no to sin. Romans 6.11 says this, in the same way, count yourselves dead to sin but alive to Christ, alive to God in Christ Jesus. And so as you're saying no, remind yourself that when you became a Christian, you died to sin. That's what the Bible says, you died to sin. How can you live in it any longer? And so sit there and just count yourself, reckon yourself dead to sin. I am dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ. And say no. Once again, not yes, not maybe, Not later, but a good, strong, firm no. Once again, everything you've done so far has been leading up to this point. Okay, this point. Let's take a look at all three weeks in context now. You've taken care of the basics. How? By getting saved, getting the spirit, and getting strong. You've prepared yourself for battle. By spending time just praising God, praise and worship, this power and praise. By practicing preventative prayer and putting on God's armor. Now you've walked out into your day, you are fully alert. You're watching for the enemy's attacks and you are aware of the enemy's schemes. And when that temptation came, what did you do? You immediately asked God for help. You drew near to God in prayer. You asked for God's power over the enemy. You asked God, please show me your way out of this. And then you've taken your stand. You've resisted the enemy using the word of God. And now you say no to that sin in Jesus' name. No in the name of Jesus. And with God's help, you know what you just did? You just did what you could never do on your own. You chose God over sin. You chose victory over defeat. You experienced the blessing of obedience over the regret of sin. In other words, you can do this. You can overcome sin and temptation, but you need to do it with God's help and in God's way. And then when it's all over, Okay, when it's all over, the temptation has come, you've stood firm, you've said no, you've won the victory. Be sure you pray a a post-victory prayer. A post-victory prayer. This is also on your outline. There's three things I like to pray 
When I finally got there, it's like, oh, thank you, Lord. I, I overcame this time. Thank you, God. So three things I like to pray. First, thank you, Lord, for helping me overcome. Thank you for helping me overcome. When you see a victory, folks, give God the glory. Give God the glory. We should always thank God for his blessings, right? Everyone, and overcoming sin and temptation in your life, that is an amazing blessing from the Lord. So take a moment and thank him for it. Thank you, Lord, for helping me overcome. And then secondly, I like to pray this. Help me, Lord, to overcome the next time, too. Right? There's no time like the present to pray for the future. God just helped you win a victory. Thank him for helping you to overcome, but then ask him to help you the next time, too. And then finally, one of my favorite prayers, a prayer I pray all the time. Change me, Lord. Change me to be more like Jesus. Keep working on my heart, Lord. Keep changing my desires. Lord, make me holy. Make me loving. Make me joyful, peaceful, patient, and kind. You think of the fruit of the Spirit. That's going to be our summer series, by the way. We're going to go through the fruit of the Spirit you know, look at each one and, and see how God can develop that in your life and mine. Lord, keep changing me to be more like Jesus. It's such a simple thing, but so important. Just pray those three things. Thank you. Help me. Change me. You can remember that, right? Thank you. Help me. Change me. Remember, the enemy wants to destroy your life through sin. He wants to keep you from God's best for your life. He wants to make you miserable in defeat. He wants you to think that you can never break free from sin. It is all lies. Lies of the enemy. God has given you everything you need to walk in victory over sin. You just need to follow the instructions that God has given you in his word. And when you do fail, because we all do, right? When you do fail, when you, when you do give in to temptation, then make sure you pray a different prayer. Simply confess your sins to God through Jesus. Receive his ever-present love, mercy, and forgiveness. And get ready to start over. You fall down, get back up again. The Christian life is a marathon. It's not a sprint. It is a lifetime endeavor with many starts and stops, but the person who per perseveres to the end, Scripture says, the person who perseveres to the end will be saved. And so I'm here to tell you this morning on the authority of God's Word that yes, it is possible to overcome sin and temptation in Jesus. You can win the victory with God's help. 
So my prayer for you is that you will take the various things that we've learned in this series, that you will put them into practice, and I pray that when you come to that moment of conflict with God's help, you will choose God over sin. I pray that you will believe God's promises over Satan's lies. Believe God's promises over Satan's lies and that you will experience victory over sin and temptation in your life. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for your word. You've taught us everything we need to know, Lord. Now, Lord, we just need to put this into practice. We just need to be serious about these things. Lord, we've spent too much time giving the enemy the victory. Lord, we want to know your victory in our lives. Lord, help us to take all three weeks of these messages, to take these outlines home with us, to, to reread the scriptures. And Holy Spirit, teach us. Teach us deep in our hearts. We don't want to know this just in our heads. Deep, teach us in our hearts how we can take care of the basics, how we can prepare ourselves for battle, and how we can... Find victory in the moment of conflict. It's all through you, Lord. It's all through Jesus. It's all through the Holy Spirit. But it's there. It's available to us, Lord. Help us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.